You are listening to episode 33 of the Path to Motherhood podcast. Welcome to the Path to Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, infertility life coach, Sarah Brandell. Join us each week as we walk through navigating your trying to conceive journey. My mission is to share the skills of managing your mind, processing emotions, and living a full life to create a more authentic path to motherhood. Hello, hello. Welcome to today's episode. I am hopping on kind of impromptu. So normally I don't have anything like fully scripted, but I do have an idea of what the topic is about and have some notes to kind of help me keep myself on track. But tonight I decided I wanted to hop on here and have a little heart to heart, share where I'm at, what's going on, be honest with you guys, and just talk from the heart. So nothing fully planned. But I did think that this was going to be an episode that a lot of you probably could relate to at some point in your journey, and it would be good for it to be out there and for it to be in existence. So I'll start off by saying that I'm going to give you a bit of an update on our journey, and it's not like rainbows and daisies great news. So if you're not in the space to hear that, then absolutely feel okay to pause this episode, come back to it if you ever need it but don't feel like you have to listen to this episode. So I am in the midst of April. I think this will come out early May. And we just had our beta day for our third frozen embryo transfer. Um, And it was negative again. So that means we now have been through three frozen embryo transfers that have been unsuccessful. (sighs) Yeah. And that sucks. There's really not much else to say about that other than that's really frustrating. This has been really tough. I'm definitely in it right now and have been for a little while. I'm kind of expecting the negative result today. And it's been a tough pill to swallow. And I thought that some of you maybe who feel like you don't have a ton of people to, you know, talk to or don't have a ton of people in your corner that would could relate to your situation, maybe just hearing about a tough day from someone else could actually be helpful, right? To know that like it's not all good news, it's not all successful cycles for everybody always. There are those tough cycles. And while I do think people share about them, they're not shared about as much as the good ones, which makes total sense, right? So I thought this at least deserved a little short episode. We probably won't be on here as long as normal, but just to check in, let you know how I'm feeling. This is a tough one. I'm officially three years into trying for baby B number two. We've had three miscarriages, one before my daughter, two after my daughter in the first year of trying for our second And we're well over two years without a positive test. And I was thinking back over the last two years, and at a minimum, I could be missing something, but at a minimum, I think I've had 11 beta days in the last two years. So four of those were like medicated ovulation med trigger cycles. Four of those were IUI insemination cycles. And three of those have been embryo transfer cycles. 
in all 11 of those cycles in the last two years, I did test close to beta day just because I like to find out on my own in my own privacy rather than over a phone call personally. That might not be the right decision for everybody, but that's what we typically do. And all 11 times, it's been negative at home. So I've gone into the office to have the blood work drawn, knowing it was going to be negative. Honestly, the harder of all of those cycles was the first four that were medicated cycles because I was just going to like a general lab. And so those lab ladies, every time I would go in there and they saw that they were drawing an HCG, were all chipper and happy and excited and asking how far along I was, et cetera, et cetera. So that was definitely pretty difficult. Now in the reproductive clinic, they don't do that. I almost feel like when I sit down, they're almost trying to feel me out. They're like, how is she feeling? What is her her emotional level right now? So I have an idea of you know, how to approach her right now. So today's person, she said, hey there, how are you doing? And I think I said something like, I'm okay, right? Like, I'm getting by, I'm able to drive to this appointment, I'm not bawling my eyes out here in this chair, I'm okay, I'm not great, I'm not feeling amazing, I'm feeling really bummed, right? I didn't say any of these things, I just said, I'm okay. And I didn't say that to like hide from her or, you know, to kind of just give in to her question. I truly said that because I wasn't in the mood to talk, right? Like I wanted her to draw my blood work, leave me be and let me get out of there. And I think she probably got the hint. And we got the call this afternoon that yes, indeed, this was another cycle that was negative. And I do think I have enough of like an ownership here as I talk about this to just mention that there is a potential chance for your pregnancy test at home to be negative and your HCG to end up being positive at your beta blood work draw. So don't just make the obvious assumption that if you're negative at home, 100% absolutely it's going to be negative. It's probably pretty likely, but there are instances where that hasn't been the case. So don't make the assumption without getting the actual blood work. I just feel like I should say that. But regardless, I wanted to come on here to just let you hear where I'm at to let you know that I'm grieving what could have been, right? The moment you have those embryos and then you have a date of when you get to have a transfer, you start to think about what it would be like to have that transfer and to have the pregnancy and how far along you would be in different seasons of the year and when about would be your due date and how far apart would that put your kid and maybe their cousins or your first kid and you start dreaming of what that would look like and how old they will be in a few years from now and right you start imagining that life from the moment you get a scheduled transfer right before even anything has happened and then you have the transfer and you know you have this little embryo on board and you are just praying and hoping constantly that this is a time that it works out And then to find out, to see evidence that it's not, right, is miserable. And I just want to acknowledge any of you that are there in that grief, in that pain of the disappointment, because it's real. And it's okay to be there, right? We don't have to run away from it. I don't have to hide from it. 
I don't have to like act like it's not there and just move on to the next transfer. I get to acknowledge it. And I just by the nature of our tests at home have kind of been expecting this for the last few days, which I do think has allowed me to maybe logically come to terms with it. That does not mean I'm at all past the news, right? But come to terms with it in a way that I'm able to like have my logical brain around it. And now I'm just letting myself feel the feels. I'm letting myself kind of intuitively do what feels best for me and my soul and maybe not get as much done and be quite as productive as I would expect myself to be, maybe to move slower through things, right? Maybe to allow myself to just sit and just feel disappointed, sit and just feel sadness, sit and just feel anger of why me? Why is this happening to me? Because I can tell you that has definitely been coming up recently. And at the same time that I'm doing that, at the same time that I'm having those moments and I'm allowing that space to grieve, I am having moments of like, oh my goodness, I am so grateful for the world around me right now in this moment right? Like, I'm so grateful for this. I want to be so present for this. I want to love on those who love me. I want to live a life that I can enjoy and be proud of because we truly have nothing in life and especially nothing on this journey that is certain, right? So to take all that we have right now in this moment for granted in the pursuit of a potential future that to me is a huge loss. And I am thinking of that often over the last few days as I go through this grief and how I can continue to show up in life in ways that feel doable, in ways that feel good to me, while also acknowledging that I'm in pain. And this is tough. And I am really going through it. And Now having these books stacked up, right? These negative tests after negative tests and all of these cycles over the last two years with the multiple miscarriages in the first year and other negative cycles in those for that first year. And now where I am now with all that evidence stacked up behind me, man, is it easy to really even doubt that this is ever going to work out? to really doubt, like, is there even a point to trying? And old me would have been mad, would have been upset, would have been angry with myself for feeling that way, for being so doubtful. But now me really sees, you know what? Like, of course I have doubt. Of course I'm scared this is never going to work out. Who would not be scared? If they were in my shoes, if they wanted this child as badly as I did, of course they would be scared. Of course they would have doubt. And there's nothing that's gone wrong if I do. I can have doubt and have fear and process grief and begin to build up hope for the next time, for the next chance. And that timeline of doing all of those things. It can absolutely overlap, but everybody's timeline is going to look different, right? I don't expect myself to ever, ever, and I mean this, ever be over the grief of the losses 
the unsuccessful pregnancies, the lost embryos. I don't ever expect to be over that, right? That grief will always be there. It'll be in different intensities. It will come up in different ways, but I will carry that through life with me. And so I don't hold it against myself that I have to be done grieving and now just happy-go-lucky before I get to have my next transfer. No, I sit with myself. I acknowledge where I am. I allow myself to grieve. I try to find moments where I get to enjoy the present moment, enjoy my life as it is now, and as I feel ready, begin to gear up for our next try for our next attempt. And that's really where I choose to be. That's where I choose to live my life is the acknowledging where I've been, the being present with what is happening right now, and the finding and building of joy and belief and possibility for the future. And that's that's what I'm coming back to today. As I process today's news that I knew was coming, as I await phone calls from the clinic to kind of hear what our next options are and when those potentially could be and deciding what would be best for me and my husband. Um, I am just preparing and going through those three steps. And I thought that while I do that, while I'm on that own, that journey on my own, I might as well share that with you because some of you might be on that journey as well. And maybe this is something that you guys can resonate with. So like I said, I know this isn't like a super thought out episode. That's not definitely not scripted. This is just me kind of talking off the cuff. But I hope that, you know, hearing from the heart where I'm at and how things are going maybe can give you a little bit of solace, maybe give you a bit of guidance, right? Not that you have to do my path, but maybe it inspires you to find what your path is. And hopefully makes you feel a little bit less alone because that's easy for that to happen on this journey. So any of you listening to this, whether that's now or well into the future, if you're listening to this episode because you are in this moment and you're in the hard, I'm sending you so much love. I'm sending you so much light. Please reach out to me. Let me know. I would love to connect with you if you're going through this and just support you. And I ask that you all send the same light back to me as we go on to our next steps. So I hope you guys have a great week. I promise to bring more episodes and keep building positivity. But this wouldn't be an infertility podcast if we didn't talk about the tough days. And today is a tough day for me. So thank you for being here with me. Thank you for listening. Please, please share this with anyone you think might need this podcast in their life. And I will talk with you next week. Hey there, Inspired Mama. If you enjoyed this show, I want to invite you to leave a review in your podcast player. This helps to share the message with so many more women just like you. Also, if you know of another hopeful mama on her path to motherhood, please share this episode with her. I would love to get this into the ears of anyone who needs to hear it. If you are ready to step this work up and not only learn these tools, but to apply them to your unique story, head to the link in the show notes to apply for a free consult call. I would be honored to help you.